Welcome to another podcast from Vine and Fig Tree. And today we want to talk about the story of the prodigal sons. And I said sons plural because both boys were lacking in understanding God's ways. Even though they had both been raised in a godly home by a godly father. Now let's take a look. We know that the younger boy wanted his inheritance and took off and then found himself in the depths of despair. And that's where God finds many of us. That's where many of us have repented and come to the light. Let's read it in Luke 15, 11 through 32, starting with verse 17. But when he, that's the prodigal son, came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, hey, bring out the best robe and put it on him and then put a, a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and, and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let's eat and be merry for this son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. Now his older son was in the field and as he came and drew near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked, what's this mean? And he said to him, your brother has come and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, lo, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed a fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. Oh, brothers and sisters, that great and glorious day of being at the bottom where everything, you can't, you can't get any worse in life. And thinking about it, he had no money, the younger one. He had no money, he had no food, he was ordered to work in a pigsty, and that's where he was, in a pigsty, wishing that he could eat even what the pigs ate. What happened? He came to realize by the Holy Spirit his condition and where he could find salvation. He knew if he stayed where he was, he was gonna to starve to death because nobody cared for him there. In reality, all his friends that were with him when he had money and was buying their drinks, they were all gone because he didn't have money. They didn't prove to be faithful. They weren't there helping him out of that pigsty. No, he realized the only way was to come home to the Father. And ah, how lovely a place that is. How wonderful it is to be home with the Father, our Heavenly Father. 
And so he humbled himself and recognized that he had sinned. He humbled himself and recognized that he'd done it in front of his father and despite of his father's counsel. And he humbled himself to say, I'll even take the lesser place, the place of a servant. Well, that's where he was. What about the older son? Now, the older son was serving his father diligently, but he was a man of discontent, and he lacked the receiving of encouragement that a father like this would give. And he was inclined to question God's integrity and liable to drift away from the path himself. This older son is indeed the greater failure of the two because he wasn't repentant. He had a form of godliness, but he denied its power. He was upset that his brother was back saved. Godly focus had been mostly diminished by the distractions and the cares of this world. He was as salt that has lost its savor by being diluted or being polluted with the ways of the world. So how do we find ourselves in the place of these two brothers or if we are laboring with brothers like this, either one? Well, we're to be diligently laboring to reinforce the foundation of our own faith in order to do the works, the encouragement that God has prescribed for us to do as we follow Jesus on the path that ever leads upward to the full day. We are not to be subject to the circumstances, but rather we are to be doers of God's word because hearers only will fail, but the doers of the word will withstand the storms that come and will not be led off to the pigsty, neither grow dry even in the midst of bounty. Let's look at a few scriptures to show us what we're supposed to be doing at this time. He has shown you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God, Micah 6.8. Now, we have both sons portrayed in that scripture. He has shown you, O man, what is good, to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. The younger was walking humbly with his God as he came back to his father. The older did not love mercy. He was not doing God's purposes. And in Psalm 51, 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. And you know, a broken and contrite heart and a broken spirit are not complete until repentance comes and you turn away from the evil deeds of your youth. In Colossians, it says, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. And that was the application of the younger. And then in Romans 13, 12 through 14, the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let's cast off the works of darkness. Let's put on the armor of light. Let's walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Again, both sons are in this scripture passage. Both of them have the same answer to their problems. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust. That's the younger, not in strife and envy. That's the older. 
Both of them are to put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. In John 8:12, Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Both young men are to turn to walk in the light of life. And then it says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what's acceptable to the Lord. Peter puts it this way in 1 Peter 2, 9 through 12. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conduct honorable about among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. That applies to both sons as well, doesn't it? That we are to, both sons are to abstain from fleshly lusts, the one had lust of the flesh that led him into drunkenness and wantonness. The other had the lust of envy and self-serving, and, and he really didn't know the, his father's heart. Both of them are saved by walking in the light. And as we walk in the light, that's not a one-time thing, is it? Oh, today I walk in the light, tomorrow darkness? No, no, no. Heaven forbid, as Paul says. But we are to walk continuously in the light. And as we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sin. Both sons need that, just like we do. Each one of us is to glorify God in the day of his visitation. And that's where we'll leave this today and have a great week walking in the light.